She, she called me two-faced. The things they've said about me. Well, I told her who what's going on. Raz. All the scandal. This is my time. I'm gonna do it my way. Can you believe they'd even say that about me? Raz is back. They said I was difficult. You are difficult. Yes, yeah, yes, I heard that, but but I have the ticket right here. You know, five nine seven seven four two. Yes, five nine seven seven four two. Oh, it's gotta be there. All right, let me think. You know, I believe it was November. Yeah, it could have been October. Yeah. Well, I suppose that was over half a year ago. And no, it's just, it's my schedule. It's, well, don't get snippy with me, mister. I know you're not a storage unit. Oh, how dare you? You listen to me. It's the bugle beaded bolero jacket. I know you have it. Now give it up before I alert my fan base and the authorities to your crookery. Yes, copper. With the bugle beads. Oh, you do? Oh, I thought so. Well, I'll send my assistant this afternoon. What's the total? Well, that seemed like an awful lot. Oh, I know, I know, the bugle beads. Fine, Chip will be by later today. Can you believe the nerve? Trying to hold my best bolero hostage. Chip, we need to find a new dry cleaner that specializes in specialty beading and fine polymers. And would you be a dear and run over to Suds and Duds this afternoon? Here, take this ticket with you. Yes, and and here's some cash. I want change. Thank you, dear. Now, I need to make sure that jacket fits like a glove. You know, I'm thinking about wearing it at the benefit concert. Speaking of, Chip, would you be a dear and find Gwendolyn's number, please? What? Well, I don't have it memorized. It's... No, it's in my Rolodex. My Rolodex. It's on the table. It, darling, it's not a sculpture. It's, it's right in front of you. It's, yes, that. Yes, that's my Rolodex. It's all of my life's context, darling. All of the shadows of the past. Yes, Gwendolyn Befer. Now, songbirds, I know you know her as Gwendolyn Befro, my longtime vocal coach and accent guru. But there's so much more than that. I would wager that most of you don't know that Gwen and I used to perform together. Yes, let me set the scene. The year, 1981. The place, Vegas. Now, Vegas was going through a tumultuous period in the 80s, and it started with a, a tragic fire at the MGM Grand, and... Atlantic City had recently legalized gambling, giving hopefuls another option. Mob money was out, and corporate money was in. Needless to say, the Vegas of yesteryears was gone. Sinatra, Liberace, Elvis, they were mere hauntings. I know what you're thinking, songbirds. So what was I doing there? Well, I was hired to be a singing cigarette girl in a show at the Toucan Hut lobby. 
They were attempting to revive the glitz and, and the glamour of the 1950s and needed lookers with a voice who could do a short set at the drop of a hat. I was looking for work, and, and I thought a, a stint in Sin City was just what the doctor ordered. Well, I arrived optimistic, full of vim and vigor. My expectations were dead on arrival, let me tell you that, songbirds. The toucan hut, if you can call it a hut, more of a shack, really, was, let's just say it was off the main strip. It was tucked behind a Red Robin's billboard. Upon entrance, I was assaulted by an elephant palm and the humidity. You know, people go to Vegas for the dry heat, and here I am standing in a sauna. There were recorded screechings of tropical birds in a, in a desperate attempt to echo the canopy of a rainforest. Well, I was able to locate the front desk. I gave my name and asked for my suite. The desk clerk, dressed as a sensual toucan, chortled and pointed to a hallway, told me to take the stairs down to the rainforest floor. Well, I quickly discovered why they called it that. It was hot, damp, and dark. A single dim bulb flickered on a sconce cast in the shape of knotted tree roots, barely illuminating the mossy green carpet below and the dried palm leaves staple gun to the ceiling above. My first thought seemed very DIY. My second thought, this floor was the floor where you put things you wanted to hide... There were only three small rooms, each themed a different rainforest insect, reserved for select staff, and three other doors simply marked mechanical room, slop sink, and trash. No clever themes there. There were always odd sounds coming from behind those doors. Usually a, a churning, yes, the sound, the sound of churning of, of a something. Well... There was an envelope with my name on it taped to the door with the beetle. Inside were my room key and a note telling me to meet in the lobby at two o'clock to go over the details. Well, there was no signature, no name. It was, it was very cryptic. The room, well, it was the beetle room. They were everywhere. The space was, was designed to look like the environment more for the insects than for the human inhabitants. A heavy log bed... Murals of root systems covered the walls. Large artificial beetles of all colors were treated like sculptures throughout the space, which already felt cramped. The bedsheets, all beetles, with a, a worn and stained comforter that was supposed to look like an oversized palm that must have floated down from the canopy above. Without any windows, it, it was a dark, dank little room that had a slight mushroom odor. Well, I was starting to think I made a huge mistake... What had I gotten myself into? How was I going to... Chip? Chip? Are you all right? What happened? What do you mean you don't know? Are you sick? Uh, darling, you just fell out of your chair. Something must be wrong. Tired? Are, are you telling me you just fell asleep and, and then fell out of your chair? Oh, all right. Oh, I'm sure you did have a long night. Yes, were you carping with your friends again? Oh, I'm sorry, LARPing, whatever. Well, that doesn't mean we can fall asleep at work, darling. You know, I was right in the middle of a story. I know you do. Yes, yes, you've mentioned it quite a few times that you need to work other jobs to pay your bills. 
Darling, I'm paying you with experience. Yes. Yes, and you know I need an editor I can trust. I don't know how all those mechanisms work. I'm, I'm really relying on you to edit this podcast together in a way that shows people the real res. I'm back, baby. Now, are you on board? Good. All right, that's good. That's good. Good. That's good. Well, since we're paused, I think it's a good time to have a word from our new sponsor. Don't you think so, Chip? That's right, Songbirds. We were able to come to an agreement with Riptide Toilet Paper to release us from the contract that Chip had hastily signed without my knowledge. Apparently, they weren't getting the traffic that they had hoped for, and it was a mutually beneficial decision. Well, I say, it's a new dawn, a new day. All right, Chip, do you want to... Yes, why don't you start the... Well, I thought you would have that coordinated. Well, just... All right, why don't... Yes, start the, start the sponsor music, darling. Yes. What do you think of when you think of the 70s? Disco? Bell bottoms? Fondure? I do. Hi, I'm Russ McDougall, and I would like to re-introduce you to one of my favorite ways to entertain. Fondue, or fondue, as I like to call it. Having a close-knit group of friends coming over to celebrate a, a recent job promotion. Having the awkward neighbors over for that obligatory check-in. Need to keep a handsy uncle occupied at that family reunion. Fondue could be for you. By forcing your guests to cook their own food, you eliminate all prep time while creating an interactive and engaging experience. I always have multiple fondue pots going throughout my home. You never know when someone's going to drop by. Fondue, it's not a thing of the past anymore. It's as modern as you are. Hot cheese oil or sweet. Fondue, it's really neat. Dip a veggie, meat or berry. For the cheese, shh, add some sherry. Oh, that was a lot of fun. I'm thrilled that we're able to find a sponsor that really gets it. You know, that, that gets me. Raz, moving right along. What's that, Chip? Oh, you've got Gwendolyn. Oh, thank you, dear. Patch her right on in. Gwen, darling. Chip, can you hear her? Is she on? Gwen? Chip? I can't hear anything. Yes, we've been over this before, dear. It's marked, it's transfer, yes. Gwen? Chip, this is a real problem, isn't it? Well, you did it before. Gwen? Gwen? Gwen, are you... Oh, Gwen, darling, thank goodness we found you. I thought we lost you there for a second. What the hell was I talking to? Oh, oh, that's Chip. He's my, he's my intern. He's editing my new podcast. He's quite the talker, isn't he? Well, dear, he can hear us. Yeah, we'll talk later, but yes, it's been an issue. Oh, dear. Well, a, a podcast, that's exciting. I haven't listened to any myself, but I've heard it's a popular medium for those seeking a career renaissance of sorts. Oh, yes, You know yes. what they say when one door closes? Is this new venture because of what happened in Provincetown? Oh, darling, I don't know what you're talking about. P-Town was years ago, and a huge success. 
As a matter of fact, the rusty porthole is considering having me back for another residency, eventually. Well, that being said, I am staging sort of a comeback. I hate that term. What am I coming back from? I've been here all along. Grace, it's me. It's Gwyn Gwyn. You know, I, I, I did hear that you'd been banned from the rusty porthole and, and the subsequent mysterious fire that took out the green room. When, dear, as I've stated previously, Chip can hear you. He's recording this to put into my podcast. I hope that's all right, dear. Now, Chip, you need to edit all, all of this out, all right? And only keep the good stuff. You know my songbirds want to know all the behind-the-scenes magic that goes into my life. And it could be great exposure for both of us. All right, fine. But, but you know me. I am nothing if not forthright. One of the things I love most about you. Thank you, dear. I was just telling my songbirds about how we met and my first impressions of the toucan hut. More, More of a, a shack, shack, really. really. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you stop. Oh, I was in the beetle room. And I was in the centipede room. Oh, that's right. And what's his name was in the, the Goliath Durantula room. Oh, yes. The groundskeeper, Jason. Oh, was that his name? Oh, it was only the three of us down there, and he was terrifying. Never spoke a word, just short grunts. I heard he grew up 30 miles north of Vegas, closer to the Nevada test site. Oh, that must be. It explains the paleness and the night rage. Anyway, I was at the part where I saw my room for the first time with the note to be in the lobby at two to go over the details. How cryptic! Tony was such an ass. So I quickly freshened up and left my room at the same time that the centipede door opened and Gwendolyn came out. And you know, I could tell right away that you were having the same reaction to the place that I was. So I introduced myself and knew immediately that we were kindred spirits. Oh, well, it was nice to see a friendly face in such a strange land. So we both started walking to the lobby. And we quickly discovered that we were both hired to be singing cigarette girls. But that's all we knew. Tony never gave us any details. Always keeping us in the dark like some Christmas cactus. Classic Tony. Honestly, I think at best he kept us in the dark on most matters. I always felt that the toucan hut was a bit off. There were plenty of red flags, but we both needed the gig. Oh, it was rough out there for performers, especially for trained vocalists like myself. Everything was rock bands. No one cared about the music, about the words. Oh, yes. Which is why I wanted the gig at the Toucan Hut. My training had a concentration in dramatic and character voices, and though I can really sing any style... Oh, that's true. Songbirds, they used to call her the woman with a thousand voices. You know, my heart was always drawn to jazz and the blues. They had high hopes to bring back the enchantment, the allure, but it was a different world. Oh, it really was. So anyway, we arrived at the lobby and finally met Tony, the hotel manager. An absolute ass. Who gave us our uniforms, and he told us that we were to perform in the lobby while we sold cigarettes from our trays. We needed to put together a whole set list that we could do multiple times throughout the day. And sometimes we'd even have to tailor songs around something they were offering in the hotel or someone you could buy in the lobby. 
Tony told us that our goal was to engage with clients and do whatever, whatever it takes to whatever make them happy. Whatever. Exactly. Well, I think we both realized pretty quickly that we needed to be a team, sisters, to get through this. You could tell this was a last-ditch effort to save the hotel. They were trying to class up a place that was never classy to begin with. Oh, that's the truth. The clientele at the, the Toucan Hut was predominantly slot jockeys and the newly broke thrown from the Baccarat tables. But at least we were the classy X-rays. Those people didn't deserve the shows we were giving them. They certainly did not. So we went back to our rooms and started getting to work on putting together a set list. Well, I could tell immediately that Gwen was a trained professional. Oh, thank you. you know, she was always so smart with her song choice. Oh, thank you. Oh, you, you always knew exactly what to do to sustain your instrument. You know, the, all the techniques, the tips and tricks oh. on, on defeating vocal hurdles. As you know, songbirds, I was completely self-taught. I had the talent. But not the training. Rasmites, you had a natural gift that needed guidance, that's all. Uh, I had the training, but, you know, my heart was never really in it. The casual calls, the auditions, the constant rejections. I didn't have your thick skin impenetrable to disappointment. Well, that may be true. But you have to admit, we made a damn good team that year. The Singing Cigarette Sisters! You know, by the time we left the hut, we were as Vegas as blackjack tables. Our voices always did blend so nicely, and there were some great songs on those set lists. Real gems, real gems. Too bad we had to sell cigarettes during the performances. It was the only place you could learn how to make change for a 50 while belting a high C. Yeah, all work in. The bathrooms are located to your left into every Peggy Lee number. (laughs) It's been so many years and I won't dare say how many. It's good to hear, voice Gwen. I need your help. Bress, I'm I'm here for you. Sister, something to do with your comeback? Uh, You could always read me like a book. Yes, Herbie has a thrilling opportunity for me. A benefit concert, which you know is my wheelhouse. Of course. Well, you know, with everything going on right now, the world needs music more than ever. I've been instructed to put together a short set, all tearjerkers. We need the heavy hitters, the big ones. The donors have to feel the pain in the music, you know? I thought you could help me put together the right songs for both the occasion and my voice. You know I'd be delighted, Reds. I already have a few ideas. Oh, good. Do we know the venue? The cause? Oh, not yet. Herb has been impossible to get a hold of since the offer. I see old Herbie hasn't changed an oats. But I think it is safe to assume a very large venue. Full orchestra, black tie, perhaps Carnegie or Radio City. Of course, of course. All right, let's brainstorm. I think you would have to do some of the standards. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, come rain or come shine. The oh, men yes. that got away, you know. Hmm. Oh, I don't know if it'll be off message, but you do do a staggering roses turn. Oh, and you know everyone's going to want to hear that. Uh, Chip, these are wonderful ideas. Are you writing these down? Darling, yes. W- yes, would you write these down for me? Yes, thank you, dear. Gwen, these are perfect. You know, they'll honor the cause and show off my range. Do you think I should end with something with a bit more octane? Or perhaps more of a march? 
or a new and modern song that I could put the old Raz spin on. I wonder what Dustin Beaver's working on. That's a lovely idea. We'll add some more contemporary hits. Keep it fresh. Uh, how about Angel? You know, that Sarah McLaughlin one with the puppies. Uh, uh, true Colors. Uh, or perhaps yes, something yes. NYC, the Big Apple. Uh, You'll do a great New York state of mind. Okay, now we're cooking with gas. You know, this is really marvelous. I feel like the set has a direction. And more importantly, a turn. Thank you, Gwen. I know it's going to be a smash and a great opportunity to show everyone that I haven't lost it, that I'm still a contender. It's about damn time. I was beginning to think you'd lost your nerve, Red. Listen, sister, I still have time to get back on top. What's that, Chip? Oh, wonderful. Gwen, Gwen, some of my songbirds have sent in questions for us to answer. It's for a new segment I call Ask Reyes. Would you like to be a part of it? Well, but that sounds like fun. Let me just pour myself another game later. What kind of questions are these? Because I'm no snitch. Oh, they can be anything. Anything at all. You know, I thought we needed a fresher voice in the Dear Abby market. My songbirds can ask any questions they like, from seeking relationship advice to what song should I audition with? And they know I'm always an open book, so if they'd like to ask any questions about my personal or professional life, I'll be straightforward and honest. Songbirds, you can email your questions to askrazzle at gmail.com or call our dedicated line at 845-402-0048. That's 845-402-0048. Four, eight. Chip, do you have the first question? All right. All right, let's see here. Here we are. Roberta Till from Seattle. Oh, I love Seattle. She writes us, Dear Rez, old-time fan, I'm a singer who's having trouble centering myself before an audition. Ugh. Do you have any techniques to warm up my voice and calm my nerves before I face the scary casting directors? Songbird for life, Roberta. Well, Roberta, thank you so much for that glorious question. Gwen, this is really right up your alley. I think Roberta and my other songbirds would love to hear from you, my vocal coach, my support, my sister. Gwen, what do you suggest for a pre-audition routine? Well, Roberta, dear, when it comes to your instrument, a centered, pure tone is only possible through authenticity. First, learn your repertoire thoroughly. If you want to win over the director, you need to believe your character, truly feel it in your bones. Secondly, your diction is paramount. Consonants must be crisp, lips limber, and vowels vocally consistent. Over the years, I've developed a practice to prepare for situations just like this one. A few alliterative phrases that I repeat to keep la voce warm and steady for showtime. Officer, this is a terrible tragedy. A tumble, a stumble, a simple staircase slip. Had I only been home to help my husband when it happened. Alas, a charity commitment at the community kitchen kept me away. Oh, Gwen, that's wonderful advice. And I'm sure that phrase has come in handy more than once. And it couldn't be more true. 
Chip, who's next? All right, let's see here. Colin Button from Augusta writes, Dear Miss McDougal, they're so formal. A gentleman, you can tell right off the bat. Dear Miss McDougal, I'm a high school drama teacher mounting a production of a chorus line that has been deemed scandalous by the community. I don't know what to do. They forced me to change the lyrics of tits and ass to this and that in the dance 10 looks three number, which is killing the whole show. That's unfortunate. I don't want to be dramatic about it, but this kind of censorship is what led to Hitler. This is especially devastating to Dina, the girl cast as Val, who I asked to get her tits and ass augmented for the role. What do I do? Oh, Colin, Colin, Colin. You're certainly in a little pickle, but I appreciate your dedication to the craft and your students. If I were in your shoes, I'd meet somewhere in the middle. You know, people in general typically only hear what they want to hear. Instead of what some communities would consider a vulgar tits and ass, and in lieu of the PG this and that, I would change the lyrics to tis and tass. By combining both versions, audiences' ears will be tricked into thinking they're hearing tits and ass, but they're really just hearing made-up words. Audio trickery is what we call that in the biz. So very clever, Rez. Oh, Chip, do we have more? All right, good. Let's see here. Jennifer Title from Austin writes, Dear Razzle, I'm looking for a new summer dessert that will stand out at my husband's company barbecue. He's up for a promotion, and all eyes will be on my something sweet. I'm trying to think, WWRD, what would Raz do? Oh, Jennifer, WWRD, that's catchy. Oh, I love that, WWRD. Oh, that could, yes, I like that. That's a good question, Jennifer. The pressure's on, and you need to perform. Gwen, what do you think? Something to impress without looking desperate. Well, Jennifer, you need to consider a crowd pleaser. Personally, I love a lemon bar with a dusting of powdered sugar for a summer BBQ. Sweet and fresh with a citrus zest. Served alongside cornbread and some watermelon jalapeno tequila shiotas. I don't think you can go wrong there. Oh, that sounds delicious, Gwen. Oh, the other option that reads very corporate is this fun and new sweet called dirt. What's that? It, it's wild. It really gets the conversation started. Now, it may not sound tasty, but let me assure you, this pudding Oreo gooey worm concoction with artificial flowers served with a trowel will have your husband in the corner office in no time. Well, that's completely clever. Sounds delicious and original. Chip, next question. Oh, all right, that was the last question, but that's a good thing because we're running out of time anyway. Well, look at the time. I'd like to thank my very special guest, Gwendolyn Brefeau, for being with us today. You know, I have a real treat to end with, songbirds. Gwen Gwen, darling. I was able to find something that we thought was forever gone. But we threw that at a case into a bog. No, dear. I'm talking about a recording of one of our numbers at the Toucan Hut. Oh, thank God. How, how delightful. Uh, I don't think I've heard any recordings from that gig. We must sound so young. Oh, we really do. We really do. Which song is it? Here's a hint. It's when Tony wanted us to promote the all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet. <gasps> On a slow boat. 
to China. Oh, I always loved that one. Well, get ready to take a stroll down memory lane. Thanks for coming on the show, Gwen. And songbirds, keep singing. Keep singing! Good, Good morning, morning to Gans. It's, it's us, the, the Singing Cigarette Sisters. Hey, Brez, how are you on this beautiful morning? Uh, well, I'm all a flutter, Gwen. Why is that, Brez? Well, didn't you hear? There's an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet special in the lobby today for three twenty-five. Did you say three twenty-five? All-you-can-eat Chinese buffet special in the lobby today. I'm gonna get you on a slow boat to China, all to myself alone. Get you and keep you. Melting your heart of stone I'm gonna get you on a slow boat to China All to myself alone Gwen, I didn't know you loved an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet special in the lobby today so much What's that love? Spring rolls, chow mein, dumplings and money more for three twenty-five. I'm going to get you. Now there's no need to travel. Boat to China. Oh, I'll drive you in the lobby. All to myself. Oh, you might get sick. I'm going to make you mine. I, you'll have to stand in line. Get you and keep you in my bed. You to try the Peking duck. Leave all the others on the shore. For me, they swim to China. To China and back. Out on the briny. Oh, I like the ocean's big and shiny Not even in our Melting your heart of Come on, what do you say? Oh, we always get away I'm, I'm gonna, gonna get, get you On a slow boat to China, China. All to, to myself, myself. 